Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one glorious page of Talmud each day. Today, we're privileged to jump into a brand new tractate, Shabbat, which details the many, many, many halachot, or religious laws, governing what we may and may not do on our holy day of rest. There are 39 categories of prohibited labor. Why 39? Because that's the number of categories of work the Torah tells us were used to build the tabernacle. And since that building was as holy as holy can be, it's safe to assume that our ancestors who built it put every kind of creative act known to man into the sacred task at hand. That's the reason that on Shabbat, us humans, an irrepressibly creative species, take a break and acknowledge that as crafty as we may be, there's really only one true creator. With that in mind, you would think that Tractate Shabbat will begin with some of the greatest hits of thou shalt nots, like talking about not lighting fire on Shabbat or not engaging in physical labor. But instead, the Talmud being the Talmud, we get a very long and somewhat confusing meditation on carrying objects. To discuss the intricacies of carrying on Shabbat, today's pages give us an elaborate example. Imagine two people, it says. One is a rich fellow standing inside his magnificent, beautiful home, and the other is a pauper hanging out outside. The homeowner is in the private domain of his house. The poor man is in the public domain of the street. What happens when one of them tries to give the other an object? The poor person lifted an object in the public domain, extended his hand into the private domain, and placed the object into the hand of the homeowner. In that case, the poor person performed the prohibited labor of carrying from the public domain into the private domain in its entirety. Or, the poor person reached his hand into the private domain, took an item from the hand of the homeowner, and carried it out into the public domain. In that case, the poor person performed the prohibited labor of carrying out from the private domain into the public domain in its entirety. In both of these cases, because the poor person performed the prohibited labor in its entirety, he is liable and the homeowner is exempt. And so on it goes to detail many, many, many examples of that nature. So, Why is the Talmud telling us all of this? And why, for that matter, are we talking about carrying at all? How how is carrying work? The object the rich and the poor man pass back and forth, after all, remains unchanged in every way. So how then is schlepping it about different from, say, building a cabinet or knitting a scarf, which are acts of labor that create a brand new thing in the world? To answer this question... Imagine it's, say, Wednesday, around 6 or 7 p.m. You've just come home from work. It's been a long day, and after hours of writing reports and answering emails and sitting in on interminable meetings, you just want to enjoy the safety of home sweet home. Maybe you're eager for a few uninterrupted hours with your kids. Maybe you're looking forward to a bottle of wine, Netflix, and chill. Whatever it is, you want to retreat into your very private domain. And then, your iPhone dings. It's an email from your boss. You should probably answer it. You're expected to. And then a Facebook message from your best friend. And a tweet you just can't ignore. And something on Instagram that demands an instant response. Next thing you know, it's late at night. 
and your private domain has been completely invaded by the very public life you tried so hard to leave behind when you came back home. Now, the rabbis didn't have Instagram, but they understood this logic very well. Every day of the week, we run around and move between these two domains, the private and the public. We bring a little bit of our own sacred self into the bigger world and a lot of the bigger world into our own sacred space. But on Shabbat, we stop and acknowledge that, really, there aren't two domains, but only one, the vast and boundless space that is all of God's creation. This, the late Lubavitcher Rebbe taught us, is why, really, every form of labor can be seen as nothing more than moving stuff from the private domain into the public domain, and why we need to start any meditation and work and rest by remembering this very simple rule. We like to think that we labor in public and live in private, but these distinctions aren't really real. There's no work-life balance, not only because invasive technologies have made it impossible, but because the premise itself is faulty. All of work and all of life are part of something much larger, more mysterious, more glamorous, and utterly divine. There's no real public domain. The whole world is God's private home. And for one day, we should stop and recognize that we're just all his guests. It's an insight even those of us who don't observe Shabbat according to all of the halachic strictures can endorse. For one day, we could remind ourselves that we live in a world that's more magical and complicated and wonderful than a simple and dull division between what's private and what's public. For one day, we could treat everything around us as if it was as private and as special as our favorite cozy corner at home. For one day, we could put aside our cell phones and the constant torrent of electronic messages all around us and simply take pleasure and joy in this beautifully flawed world all around us. For just one day, we can live as if none of us are homeowners and none of us are poor, and all of us are just focused, as God was on the seventh day, on regaining all of the creative energy we spent during the week. And that's a pretty good note on which to start a brand new tractate that's all about rest and restoration. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, our producers, Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope you've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.